Today, we're going to be talking with someone that I can really relate to on a lot of different levels. She really talks about how music can be so powerful and so healing, especially for those of us that identify as being introverted or more sensitive. And I would just really love to introduce you to Bridget. She is the creator and host of the Living on the B-Side podcast, which is a place to showcase the power of music through people's stories. She's been a music lover all of her life, and in 2018, she took the leap to give her passion a voice in the world. Going from an introverted teenager in Switzerland to a confident podcast host currently living in Melbourne, Australia, Bridget wants to share hers and others' journeys through life with the help of music. And when she isn't on the B-side, she spends time with her hubby and senior cat, Rico, enjoying nature and diving into all things personal development. And... Our conversation is really neat, just in the different ways that we take things, and I'm really grateful for Bridget's vulnerability. So let's get into it. Hi, I'm Avery Thatcher, a former ICU nurse, and this is not your standard stress management podcast where we just focus on those band-aid solutions like the benefits of meditation, mindfulness, and self-care. You already know that you need some kind of recovery strategy to deal with your stressful life, but what you may not know are all of the sneaky ways that society, our upbringing, and our high-achieving nature, and so many other factors contribute to our risk of burnout. That, my friend, is what we talk about here on this podcast, because you can't do something about a situation that you're not aware of, right? So if you're ready to get out of the pattern of burning out, feeling better, only to burn out again, it's time for us to shed the light on the truth about burnout. Hey, I am excited to talk to Bridget today because she and I had talked on her podcast a little while ago about the importance of music. And I know that we're going to dig into that a little bit today too, but yeah, there are so many other things that we're going to be talking about. So welcome, Bridget. Oh, hello, everybody. Thanks, Avery, for having me on your podcast this time. So I'm sure people are like, oh, there's an accent there. So can you tell us where you are in your corner of the world and sort of what what you're working on right now? Sure. Um, I'm currently in Melbourne, Australia. So I'm down under, but I'm originally from Switzerland. So there might be a little bit of a German um, accent in there for anyone that's really good at picking up accents. So it's a bit of a mix. But yeah, I'm in the land of down under of kangaroos and koalas right now. <laughs> I just was chatting with somebody this morning that joked that he had a pet wallaby named Pickles just to see if the group that we were in thought that all Australians had a pet wallaby and I was just like I don't think so but okay <laughs> so pet wallaby <laughs> well I w- no I wouldn't say pet wallaby but we've got um several possums in our back garden that uh, turn up every night and that are become like an extended family so if you look up Australian possums look up the brush tail one and then you'll see which one what kind of yeah visitors we have every night (laughs) oh my goodness okay I'm gonna put a picture of that in the show notes now because that's adorable and they are adorable I love that you have those little friends that stop by yeah, and they're different to, for example, the possums in, obviously, the States. So that's why I said look it up, because there's a bit of a difference there. <laughs> mm, fair, fair. Well, very interesting. So I always bring people here that are open to sharing a story of 
transition and transformation and yours is really interesting because I've actually talked to somebody recently that had a similar experience and I wonder how many people are out there that have discovered their highly sensitive nature much later in life than when I knew so I just would love to hear a little bit about that so when did you realize that you were a highly sensitive person well that's actually not so long ago uh, I've walked more than half of my life around this planet not realizing that I'm an introvert so it was about three maybe four-ish years ago when I heard the term introvert for the first time and that was a massive re revelation for me and so many things just clicked into place so that was about yeah about four years ago when I finally found some answers for why am I the way I am and how I've walked through life feeling different to others so yeah about four years ago so you said that a lot of things fell into place. A lot of things made sense. What were those things? Uh, how my energy management's different to others. Why I'm often alone. Why I couldn't make friends easy. Why big crowds, they weren't scaring me. They were, they were draining me. Small talk really wasn't something that I was comfortable with. I couldn't do it. I've seen other people do it and I'm like, why can't I do it uh these are sort of the major points and obviously from there you go into like a rabbit hole of am I weird am I crazy what's wrong with me why can't I do this there must be something not quite right maybe I should go and get help you know and then that then goes into maybe even bullying things like that so it's a huge rabbit hole when you don't know and then people think there's something wrong with you because you're not like everybody else. So it's it's just like a minefield you're trying to walk through. And then all of a sudden having this big sign staring in your face saying, maybe you're an introvert. Here's your answer. That's just phenomenal <laughs> when you finally know something about yourself that you didn't know. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it sounds like that... I don't want to say label because we can't be labeled and put in a little box, but that word being able to identify as having introverted tendencies, does that, like, how did that change things for you? I agree. I'm not too keen on labels, but I think that can be helpful at times. And honestly, I didn't really think about labels when I discovered it because that wasn't important to me at the time. For, for me, it was more important to actually know how I tick, and then be able to start functioning in a way that helps me. So the label, I didn't think about it at all. That just came a little bit later on once I've surrounded myself with more sort of quiet, introverted um, females, especially, when we started talking about labels. And it's still going on to this day. It's We still have to kind of justify ourselves and explain ourselves a lot. I, I hear that a lot still. And it can be a bit annoying because... For me, a label is only a way of describing how someone probably functions in this world and how they can take advantage of that knowledge. And then the label just goes away. So that's really what it is for me. I really like how you said that. It just really made me think of this one example that somebody shared with me ages ago about how we can't label a human in the same way that we can't label a tree. Because we can say that's a tree, but 
you know, a poplar tree will be different than a pine tree or a palm tree, but they're all trees. So it's still a label that works. But even within all those things, even just calling it a palm tree, this palm tree is not going to look like this palm tree or this palm tree. So it, it gives you an idea, but everybody has to then allow that awareness to expand a little bit to be able to take all of those things in because what introversion means to you might be different than what it means to me actually it likely is yes absolutely because we're not there's not not one of the same that like I mean there's twins obviously but I, I even think and please correct me if I'm wrong here but I even think with twins there will be certain nuances they're not going to be 100% identical so yeah, and that that's, that became crystal clear to me when when I started surrounding myself with especially female introverts. I mean, there's so many different types of degrees of introversion. Um, and I'm probably one that's not necessarily, I don't like to use the word extreme, but that's really highly sensitive, I would say. That's really highly introverted. I'm sort of more probably on the lower kind of spectrum of that, I suppose. But it just really helps to to get to know oneself and to then use that as kind of your superpower instead of a hindrance. So, yeah, that's when labels are good in that context, I guess. Absolutely. So can you talk about how growing up as a child, not knowing that you were introverted, how did that affect you and what things did you have to let go of as an adult once you could name those traits? Well, for me, it was a funny time because my parents divorced when I was 12. So back in those days, um, divorce wasn't very common. So there was already kind of a judgment laid upon me and I felt that through school and then throw introversion into the mix it's not a good recipe, I think. It just threw me a lot of questions my way. And I just, yeah, it, I still come back to this. I just could never understand why I am the way I am. Why couldn't I be like, I don't know, Christine over there? He had many friends and had no problem socializing and just, you know, being in this world and just walking through it confidently. I was more the at-home type of staring out the window into the sky type of person. So confusion, I think, happened a lot for me, confusion uh, around myself and my world and then being judged by adults who should basically know better or should be more interested and curious to find out what really is going on. So it threw a lot of stuff my way, which when I started this whole introvert journey, um, and I'm still unpacking it. It's like an onion layer. There's always something else coming up. But it explained a hell of a lot once I've started to dig into that, looking back on this, particularly that phase of my life from like 12 years onwards. It really explained so much for me, and I was able to identify all that and say, okay, you know, you're not that kid anymore. You now have answers. You can now work through that. And, you know, this shyness, this insecurity, you can kind of let that go now because why would you have to be like that? Of course, it's not as simple as that, but these are sort of the answers I got. Um, yeah, and I don't feel kind of lonely as such anymore. 
you know, when you're sort of a 12, 13 year old, you want to have friends, you want to have a good time and being alone. That's why music was like my best friend um, at that point. Still is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. That's the perfect transition because I wanted to say, what is the the central piece that helped you move through this transition knowing that your answer is music? So why don't you tell us a little bit about the role that music has played in your life? Oh, hugely. Still does to this day. It, it blows my mind sometimes how it comes in. Sometimes like, it even comes into my dreams, believe it or not. <laughs> it's um, But it was just my go-to thing because back in those days, we didn't have the internet didn't exist so I relied heavily on the radio or cassette tapes and then laid on cds and for me it was a world I could get into and process my emotional state what I was going through and it felt like these artists and songs were telling the story of how I was feeling and it really did help me to process a lot of the stuff that I was going through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm a huge music lover from all variety of of music so it can be hip-hop it can be rap it can be pop it can be rock it can be heavy metal even a little bit of death metal thrown in at times so there was always something that resonated with me and that just was such a nice companion to have there was always this invisible friend that I've had that could understood what I was going through Mm -hmm. and just having that I'm not quite sure where I will be today without having it you know so that's how important it is to have it to have music for me yeah I can definitely relate to that like we talked about when I was on your podcast it just unlocks a different level of processing that I think nothing else can touch so which song is your go-to song for when you need to just process Ooh. and I know I put you on the spot so take a minute mm-hmm. yeah you have <laughs> I guess it depends on what I'm struggling with so for example if I'm struggling to love myself or accept myself there is there's two songs I really like listening to one is from oh my god I hope I pronounce her name correctly I'm so sorry if I don't it's um, Hayley Stainfield, I think it is. It's okay. Um, oh, and the song's called, is it Love I Love Myself or Love Yourself or something like that? I can't remember it now. It got a blank moment there. And then the other one is um, I Want to, oh, God, I'm having a huge blank here. I'm usually so good at remembering song titles, but now I'm, it's uh, Megan something rather um, Want to Be Me Too or something like that. They're just two really cool songs that, Oh yeah, Megan Trainer. You want to be yeah, yeah. That's right. Thank you very much. God, I should know. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, that's the one. But it doesn't always flow off the tongue when you're put on the spot on a podcast like this. So that's all good. We will link to those in the show notes as well. Um yeah. So these are the two songs I really love because one, they're kind of of an upbeat song. So it's not a sad song. And also the lyrics are really like, I love myself and I really don't need anyone else. I'm absolutely enough. So that's one for self-love. And then there might be others for other sort of moments in time. But yeah, that's just a couple of examples. 
Those are great examples. Now, when I was on your podcast, you asked me which song sort of sums me up, which song is sort of my song. I'm going to throw that question back at you. Which song is yours? <laughs> That's a funny thing. I don't think I really have one. What I do have, though, is I have a theme song of the year. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, every year I pick a theme song and a word that I try to hold up in like a corner and, and work towards to and with. And this year it's from The Greatest Showman, This Is Me. Mm, such a powerful song. It is. And it's not just a song, but also, and I've talked about that with someone else um, in my podcast, about there is a YouTube clip of um I think I think it's her name's called Kira. I'm so bad with, with, with names sometimes. And she's actually um performing the song in like a, a test setting before they actually get the go ahead to do the movie. And she always stood behind this little podium and she was too afraid to literally go out and just belt that song out, even though she's amazing. And in that moment, it just kind of clicked in her head and she just went out from behind that little podium and she just belted it out. And that literally, I think for me personally, I feel like that was the moment when people were like, okay, this this movie has to be done just for that song alone. And then obviously throwing the lyrics of it and just the music, how powerful it is. I thought, yeah, this is what I want to live by this year. I want to be true to myself and say, this is me, accept me, I'll accept myself. You can accept me if you like, and if not, that's okay too. But I'm here, and I want to show a little bit more of myself to the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it for sure does. And I love the idea of having a theme song of the year. I think that's absolutely a practice I'm going to adopt. I am going to create a theme song for the rest of this year just to get me through until January. And then, yeah. And, yes, I got... Uh, chills just remembering that video of her stepping into it and you're just like oh there it is you you just couldn't see anybody else in that song when she stepped out so yes so we've hinted at it a little bit uh not maybe hinted we've just said it right out that you have a podcast so what led you to create that yeah that's that's a for me still an interesting story I'm sort of um I'm not confused, but I'm impressed by it, how it all came together. The name of it is Living on the B-Side, which um, has two meanings. One, my name is Birgit or Birgit or Birgit, whichever way you want to say it. And obviously the B-Side is my life, how I walk through life. And then the other meaning of the title is the the, the B-Side of a record, of a vinyl. Or cassette tape as well. So I found that combination really cool. And I just got that thrown at me one morning when I woke up. Um, and for a long time I could not make sense what it should be so I just left it on a mental shelf Mm -hmm. and one day I realized I want to have a personal blog about music and artists and songs I love and why and just express myself through that I guess it was a little bit of a security blanket as well I don't have to expose myself completely I can use it through lyrics but in the end a business coach of mine picked me up on it and said look um what are you doing with this? Because this is a really cool idea. What are your plans? And I'm like, well, I don't know. 
typical introvert. I don't know. I don't want to expose myself. You know, I don't want to put myself in the spotlight. <laughs> and eventually through a little bit of brainstorming, I decided to do a podcast about it and just ask other people what their take is on music and how it impacted their lives. And yeah, nearly 50 episodes in, I'm still going strong. So that's really the short not nutshell version of how it came to be. Oh, I love that. It seems like such a, an interesting way, but a safe way for people to talk more about themselves. Because again, like you said, they're sharing it through the lens of this song so that it helps soften the vulnerability, I guess. Yes, but it's also so powerful. I mean, I'm sure every one of your listeners probably has a song that they remember either fondly or they have a memory where they were really hurt or broken or so everyone has it and using that to tell a story and inspire others I think is such a cool and incredible way and there's just so much you know I could go into about like yourself when you came on my podcast that just inspires me you know gives me hope and gives me strengths just to hear others talk about it so it's this really community feel as well that comes through it by just one person sharing so that's yeah I just love that I have goosebumps every time I I I do something (laughs) with other people or have an episode or whatever it's just incredible to me oh I love that so we will definitely link to that in the show notes. It's such a beautiful podcast. I've listened to so many episodes and I've gotten so many new songs for my playlists, which has been great. Uh, yeah, and I just love the conversations that you lead people through. I just think it's so beautiful. Thank you very much. That's that's great feedback. That's my aim. That's what I want to achieve. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, check. I feel from my perspective, you are nailing it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that just made my day. <laughs> oh, there you go. Starting off your Wednesdays strong over there. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this and sharing your story. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listener with before we let you go? I think the only thing that I really would love for people to do is become more conscious of how music can support you in your daily life. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything and it can make you feel so freaking good if you let it. So that's kind of the only thing I want to (laughs) say. I love that challenge. So you listening right now, that is your goal for today is just to look at how music is playing into your life today. That's it. Don't just change anything. Don't have to search out any particular song. Just notice. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. This was such a wonderful conversation. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I love all of our conversations. And this one was so good. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. One second, please, before you skip on to the next podcast. 
If you struggle with getting caught in the weeds of day-to-day little things that you need to get done, you're gonna wanna try our daily planning one sheet. It's completely free and we have both a digital version and a printable PDF version. This daily planning one sheet helps you get your thoughts together, set intentions for how you wanna show up, organize your tasks, determine your priorities for the day, and give you a tiny habit challenge for the day to help you get the most out of it. Interested? Go to thetruthaboutburnout.com slash planner to get that free download.